0: Welcome to episode 50 of The Practice of Nonprofit Leadership. I'm Tim Barnes. And I'm Nathan Ruby. Well, Nathan, over the past few weeks, we've had conversations with individuals who've recently taken on the role as a new nonprofit executive director. And as we have conversations, the question always comes up, now what do I do? What would the first few days and weeks look like? Like, what are the priorities? Where should I my focus be during that time? Yeah. And that's
1: such a, a whirlwind experience, Tim. If you've never gone through that before, you've got all the excitement and enthusiasm of, hey, you've landed this position. And sometimes for a lot of people, it's a dream position. And they went through the the uh, interview process and it was difficult and hard. And Finally, you made it, you've got it. And now, oh my gosh, I've got all of these responsibilities. You know, They're starting to, to, to crush down on you a little bit. So mixture of excitement and enthusiasm, but also a little bit of fear and trepidation. Those first few days can be a lot of turmoil. So it's good to have a plan on what you're going to do.
0: Well, on today's episode, we want to give you five actions that you can take in the first couple of months of assuming your role that I think will get you started in the right direction. But before we jump into that, we want to do a quick celebration. Hey, Tim, today,
1: this is it, our 50th episode. How cool is that? You know, we started this, this little adventure, uh, 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 oh gosh, a year and a half ago. And you and I had sat together drinking coffee for years and had talked about doing a podcast and doing something and we talk about it and then nothing would happen. And we talk about it and nothing would happen. And finally we decided, all right, we're going to do this. Now is the time. And what we did is our catalyst to really push us forward was we spent some time. We hired a coach uh, named Rob Hatch and Rob was gracious enough to be actually on our podcast as, as a guest. He was actually episode 24 and 25 uh, talking about his book and that was really that time with him, his coaching and enthusiasm and support. That's what kind of pushed us over the edge to, to get us going. And since then, uh, you know, we are so thankful for you, our listeners, for being here. We're so thankful that that we get the opportunity to be with you and, and share a little bit of encouragement and a little fun and uh, to help your pro- your journey and nonprofit leadership be just a little bit better. Tim, here's a fun fact. Did you know that 50% of podcasts have less than 10 episodes? Wow. Half of podcasts have less than 10 episodes. And this is number 50 for us. So we have a solid above average podcast. I I give us at least a B minus, Tim.
0: It's probably the best we've ever done in anything, right?
1: (laughs) I think so. So anyway, hey, one more thing before we get into today's topic. Uh, Tim and I have been working on uh, kind of a cool thing. We think it's a cool thing. We hope you do too. In uh, in the next, uh, I'm not going to put a time on it, uh, in the near future, I'll say near future, we are planning a live online meetup uh, where Tim and I will be live online and we'll encourage you to to come online with us and uh, just hang out with us for a little while. We can talk nonprofits. We can talk leadership. We can talk being an executive director and uh, just hang out a little bit. So we don't have all the details nailed down. We're working on that now. uh, So stay tuned in uh, the next few episodes and we'll give
0: you more details on that.
1: After all that, Tim, let's hit it. Let's get to work.
0: All right. Sounds good. Well, we're excited. And thanks for... uh, for showing up today with us. So what actions should we take as a new executive director? And we've identified five main actions to to move on. So the first one is this, listen, listen, listen. Listen, listen, listen. Everything inside of you will tell you to get going, to take action, to make decisions, to, to just have movement going. And the problem is you need to get perspective because the movement decisions you make may not be the right actions. They may not be the right decisions. How do you know if you're even going in the right direction? So it's really important that you spend the first few days and weeks listening. So set up some meetings. Here's some key, key people that we believe you need to talk with. Get with your board members. You know, I think especially of the, the, the chair Uh, board chair, but but get to know your board members, staff, or key volunteers, depending on how large the organization is. Make some appointments with your key donors. Who are the people that are really behind the organization? Talk to some community members. How is your organization perceived in the community? How do people, when they think of you, is it positive? Is it negative? And even, don't be afraid, if you have some history here, don't be afraid to contact previous executive directors. What was their experience? It's not a competitive thing. You're just looking for their insights and for their wisdom. The goal is not primarily relationship building, although that that can happen as you spend time with people, but you're really on a fact-finding mission. And that means prepare some questions. What are the things that are important for you to know about this organization? So prepare your questions. Ask them, listen to what's said, and begin to identify what's the consistent message you hear. And also, maybe more importantly, what is inconsistent? What is all over the page? Take notes and come back to these conversations often in your early days.
1: Yeah. And, you know, a couple of the times in the organizations that I've led, Tim, after I've got the position and, you know, you you go through the interview process and there could be, you know, in, in today's world... For any uh, job posting that goes out there, there's literally hundreds of people, sometimes thousands of people that are applying for those positions. And, um, and you go through that process and you find out all the great things that the organization's doing. And you get there and you show up and you're sitting in the, the corner office or, you know, the office with no windows, as the case may be. Mm-hmm. And, but that's what you start to find out not trying to be negative but you start finding out the negative things you start finding out what's in the closet that nobody said or what landmines are out there that you shouldn't step on and that is as as much as as the the list of things the board members and staff and key donors community members and former executive directors and other community leaders which is awesome um you also have to look for where, what negative things, what problems, what landmines are out there that nobody told me about. You're better off finding those out fast as opposed to six months down the road where you really step into something that you could have avoided.
0: I remember seeing a cartoon of an executive director coming into an office and there's this big file cabinet and he asked the board chair, what's, what's in that file cabinet over there? And they say, oh, that's all the really bad stuff and all the challenges. We give you the key to that six months from now. You know, (laughs) wait a minute. What? (laughs) Anyway, I said
1: yes to this. I said yes.
0: (laughs) But anyway, it's just so important. And again, you're not sharing your ideas. You're not, you know, you're not sharing vision. You're not doing anything. You're listening. You're inviting people and people like to hear themselves talk most of the time. So give them that opportunity, you know, let them tell you their perspective on it and then begin to put all this together. And And uh, what do you, what do you learn about where the organization is? So Yeah.
1: And you, you mentioned already, Tim, and, and I predict that between the two of us, we'll say this probably another four or five times during this episode. So hopefully our listeners will get it. Just don't feel pressure in that first weeks, months, several months, whatever the case may be. Don't feel pressure to be the leader and make changes and make decisions and because you just, you really don't know. And so just take that pressure off yourself, give yourself some time to really understand what's happening and your, your decisions when you get to them and start making them will be much, much better. Once you have a full picture of what you're dealing with.
0: The second, second action, I was, I was reading an article about new executive directors and what actions to take and all this. And, and one of the, authors of an article use this this term taste the soup and i love that i love that idea of taste the soup and and what she was talking about was go find out like what your organization is doing go and actually participate in and observe the programs what is your what is your main thing that you're doing you need to look and observe and experience what your organization does at the most basic level. And and that doesn't mean showing up at an activity and pop in and get introduced and kind of there's a show going on here, you know. And no, what we're saying is you need to you need to spend time. So, for example, if your organization is a uh, your main program is a food pantry, then you need to go spend a whole morning. Connect with the people who are coming in for the food. Talk to the volunteers. Talk to your staff. Observe and connect with what's what's going on. And I would even encourage you to pitch in, you know, how can I help here? And you're not there to judge. You're not there to criticize. You're not there to make suggestions and say, hey, I bet we could do it better if we did this. You're basically just there to experience what's going on. I think one of the, one of the, biggest challenges and Nathan I bet you could speak to this one of the biggest challenges as a new executive director and and actually executive directors in general is sometimes it's hard to get an unfiltered view of what's really going on yeah um, you got to work hard at that right
1: for sure you have to be intentional and i was back when i was working for a, a homeless shelter and uh, drug addiction program i was running the development program there and we hired a new i hired a new fundraiser and he did something I had never even thought of. It was such a great idea. He really wanted to understand before he went out and, and he was doing fundraising major gift fundraising and some other things as well. And he said, I really, I really need to understand what we do. The organizations does from a, a firsthand perspective. So what he did, and we, we did let the managers know that he was doing this. So so the managers knew what was happening. He came in the front door as a homeless person, was admitted into the program, and went 24 hours just experiencing the process from step to step to step. And it was awesome. I had never even thought about doing that. And he just, he had a lot of understanding of not only our process as an organization, but also the people that he would be fundraising for, the, the, our end user it it was, it was excellent. And he came out with so many, uh, such deep understanding of what we do. And yes, you know, he did have some suggestions because he had actually experienced it. So we, we did make some changes based on that, but it, it was a great idea to do that.
0: Taste, taste the soup. What, you know, really experience what it is you guys are doing And are you doing it good? Are you doing it right? Is it making an impact or is it, stuck or whatever.
1: If you're out in the, in the food pantry, helping, uh, unload cars of people donating stuff, don't, don't be having your yellow pad and taking a bunch of notes. And then the next day, sit down with, the the, you know, your frontline manager and, and give them all the things that they're doing wrong. Don't do that.
0: Right. Yeah. So it's very important to, uh, find out what's really going on take the time to understand what's really happening in the organization It's really important. And probably, as Nathan had mentioned earlier, probably what you heard when you were going through the interview process is probably different than what reality is. And so it's important to to taste that that soup. The third thing that we really encourage you to do in those first few days is to take a deep dive into the finances. That's so important. You know, we talked uh, in our last episode about the importance of cash flow. And as a new executive director, You need to take a deep dive and understand the organization's financial status. You know, what's the cash flow? What are the staff costs, program costs? Where's the what's the revenue? Where's it coming from? What's the monthly cash burn that you're going through? All that you really need to dive. You need to dive into it. You need to know where you've been. You need to know where you are and where does it look like you're going? And I'm sure as you go through an interview process, you've probably been given some financials. You've been given some information. But once you're there, it's time to take a deep, deep dive into it. And it may be even worth uh, bringing an outside auditor in to help you get a get a clear financial picture of where things are. Again, if you're, this is something that maybe it's not your strength, you need to find someone to help you really understand uh, what's behind the numbers and where things are? And here's one of the questions, I guess, Nathan. How much of this should be done before you say yes to the position?
1: Yeah, good question, Tim. I, over the years, I have changed my, uh, not my opinion on this, because it was always important, but the emphasis on my opinion on this. And if you are considering looking at an executive director position in the future, or if you're doing it right now, you take those financials. And unless your area of expertise is financial, which it could be, if it's not, I would highly, highly recommend you take it to somebody that is a, a, an accounting firm or somebody who is experienced in nonprofit uh, financials, not for-profit financials, but nonprofit financials, hand it to them and say, what do you see here? And I, I I'm kind of lucky on that. Cause my oldest son is an accountant and has pretty extensive experience working with nonprofits. Not, not the one I work with, uh, just because that wouldn't be cool. Uh, but others. And so I could take him a financial statement and say, what do you see? And he sees stuff that I don't. So, uh, you know, and uh, the first bullet of understanding cash flow and staff costs, program costs, and revenue and cash burn; those those are all critical things that you need to know. I would put a high level of emphasis and importance on doing that before you say yes to the job.
0: And and here's just a thought too, Nathan. You know, just because you know maybe you discover some financial challenges, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to say no. I'm not going to take the job. It depends on what's what's your motivation. What are you excited about? And if you are really passionate about the the mission and what this organization is trying to do, you may be driven to say, I want to dive into some of those problems. I want to change it. I want to fix it. That's where I'm at. Yeah. I want to lead. Right. So just because you find some challenges doesn't mean you should say no. The question is, do I have the fortitude? Do I have the connections? to be able to address this and move forward.
1: But do I have do I have the gas in my tank to to deal with that? And you're better off knowing that on day 1 than and so you can go after it and start addressing it rather than waiting till day 180 and finding out, "Oh my gosh, I didn't know that we didn't have any money in the in the bank."
0: And maybe that's another episode we can dive into. It's like what should we do? Is we're looking at a position, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But awesome you know, idea. there will always be things that you don't know until you actually get into it. Absolutely. The, the key is do the deep dive into the finances right. as you yep. as you jump in. Our fourth action then is to take the temperature of the board and staff, or or maybe if you're a small organization, the key volunteers. And and some of this may take place, kind of in some of those early first conversations that you have. But I think it's important to bring your staff or your key volunteers together and to see kind of how they interact with each other, get a sense of what's what's the culture here. Do people enjoy being here or, you know, what? How, what's your sense when you step in and what are the strengths and what are what are the weaknesses? Uh, and I think as you step in, they're going to be they're going to be wondering what's going on, like, who are you and. In some of those early meetings, it's important to communicate their value, you know, validate them that they're an important part of this organization. And it's your desire to, to go together, to work together on this and share share with them, you know, what you're focusing on and, and what you're thinking about and bring them into the process. And especially if you have people who are directly reporting to you, connect with your direct reports and work on getting a sense of, of how you can, can work together. Uh, Nathan, what would you talk about in terms of taking the temperature of the board? What is that? What does that look like in your mind?
1: Yeah, I think when you're getting started, you you obviously have met some of the board members through the interview process. Maybe I'm sh- for sure the board president. Be it'd be kind of rare if you hadn't already met the board president through the interview process. Maybe a couple of others if there's a, a committee that that was part of the interview, but. A high emphasis on right off the bat getting out, meeting the board, understanding the board. If you're local, uh, if your board is local, I would 100% get out of the office, go see them in their office, at their home, at a coffee shop, wherever wherever they want to meet. Get out of get out of your work environment and go to theirs and get to know them yes you'll want to talk about the organization and sure that's going to come up anytime you talk to a board member that's going to come up but you also want to get to know them outside of just the organizational relationship what's their favorite sports team what are their hobbies what are their family uh, kids grandkids what are they interested in at a, a board president uh, several years ago and he and his wife were they were empty nesters uh they lived on the east coast they had the you know the the large home with you know they had all the kids and they needed a big house and and they were getting ready to sell the house and retire and go to florida and so i was with he was my board president during that entire timeline and so every time we talked it, it was it was one of the things we talked about because to him I mean, he was selling the house that he had raised his family in, and they had lived in for 35 years or whatever it was. And there was, you know, there's that, that excitement about getting to to retire to Florida, but also there was the the angst of, you know, selling something that meant so much to him and his family. And that was an emotional time for him. And so we, we didn't spend an hour talking about it, but every conversation we had you know, it started off with, all right, are you packed? You know, how many boxes you got left? You know, when are the movers coming? And, you know, those conversations were really important. And it it created a, a stronger relationship, which helped. And during that same time, we had some real issues with the organization that we had to talk about. And it made those discussions better because we had a better relationship, more connected. So that overflowed into our work that we had to do.
0: So getting to know them at several different levels is really important yep. as you as you move forward. So it's important to take that temperature, get a sense of who the people are you're going to work with. Or are going to walk alongside. And that, again, that gives you the idea of what's what's up ahead, what's coming. Now, number five is as you um, go through all these these steps, you know, you begin to identify What are the top priorities? What are the top things that you as the executive director are going to need to focus on? You collect all these things. You collect your meetings, your observations, your notes, your experiences. And as you do that, as you think about it and and go over all those, you probably will begin to identify three or four key priorities. Then you begin to say, okay, how am I going to make those priorities in my schedule? How are you going to keep them a priority in the day-to-day as you'll have lots of things coming at you, you have lots of challenges. Everybody's going to want you to go in a different, you know, all kinds of directions. But it's important for you uh, to identify those priorities and begin to move 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 forward. Part of that is then how are you going to communicate that? What is going to be your communicate communication strategy to, you know, to the board, to your to your donors, to your staff? Um, how are you going to talk about these priorities, and how will you bring alignment? Among the staff and the direct reports and the and the board, um how are you going how are you going do that? So it's important to begin to think about a communication strategy. And I think this is so important, Nathan, because there's so much sometimes pr- we feel pressure that we put on ourselves. Some of that does come from outside sources, but you just need to be not feel pressured to do too much or accomplish too much or change too much too soon. Take a breath, and give yourself time. The key is to kind of get focused and then begin to start moving forward.
1: And I've seen it and I've talked to people. I felt it myself the first, the first time I became an executive director. And as I've talked to people over the last 10, 15 years, I hear it over and over is that, well, I'm, you know, they've, they've hired me. I'm, I, I'm supposed to be doing these things. They have a, a vision or, or an idea of what an executive director does. And yes, the executive director you know, the board sets the vision, the executive director carries out the vision, and it's the executive director's job to make decisions and to solve problems and to, you mm-hmm. know, to accomplish these things. Yes, absolutely. But that means, but if you're, if you're trying to go too far, too fast, too soon, you end up spinning your wheels. Or what's probably even worse than spinning your wheels is, I think I've used this reference before, but if you're trying to go to to Chicago to to Houston, but you get going too fast and you go before you really understand and you head north out of Chicago, you could be going at a high rate of speed and really going fast, but you're going in the wrong direction, and that's what happens when you try to do too much of this without really understanding where it is you're going or what needs to be done.
0: And I think one of the things that happens as you go through this. This uh, journey, this process is you also begin to build some trust because people are seeing that you're being thoughtful and you're working at it. You're not just kind of blinking it. You're not kind of like, okay, let's do X, Y, Z real quick. But there's there's thought behind it. And I think it's going to be a lot easier to move forward if you have the trust of your staff and trust of the board and trust of your donors. So this process really is helpful. Let me just finish by saying this. Here's the real secret that we're talking about here today. And the real secret is that these are things that you should continue to do throughout your tenure. (laughs) They're so important on those first few days and weeks. But as an executive director, you need to continue to do these things as you lead. You need to listen. You need to make time to listen. You need to know what's going on in your program. Don't assume. You need to show up and do a deep dive into that. You need to watch your finances, understand them, keep an eye on them. You need to stay in touch with your staff and with your board. And you need to make sure that you identify the top priorities and that you keep them aligned with your schedule and your calendar. So you're basically, as you go through these first few days, you are building the foundation of your leadership. Hopefully that's helpful to you. Any closing thoughts, Nathan?
1: No, I mean, you just wrap that up in a bow, Tim,
0: not only what we're supposed to
1: do when we get started for the first uh, couple of weeks, couple months when we get started in a new position, but literally what we should do over the entire entirety of our career. Awesome job, Tim. Loved it. Now I've got to go put some of these into my own life. Thank you for listening today. We really appreciate you showing up and hanging out with us for a little while. If you are benefiting from what is being shared on this podcast, we would like to ask you to share the link with someone else you might who might benefit. Encourage them to check it out. If you would like to get in touch with us, our contact information can be found in the show notes. Well, that's all for today. Until next time.